Jonathan, we first noticed a, a local news article about your company, App Harvest, and it was providing something called container farms to schools in eastern Kentucky. And then we saw a lot more about what you're doing with the company. First of all, tell us, what are the schools receiving? Yeah, so, so here at App Harvest, we're, we're based in central Appalachia, and, and we're building some of the world's largest controlled environment agriculture facilities. Uh, but I've been fortunate with, with our investors and board that you know, we're not just investing to, to build facilities. Uh, we, we've been investing in the ecosystem, and that includes education. Uh, we, we've, we're now at five different high schools uh, in central Appalachia where we have put uh, container farms, which you can visualize a shipping container. Uh, and then on the inside of it, there's LED lights and sensors and software, uh, and the students can operate the farm with an iPhone and iPad. And, and what we're what we're really trying to do is inspire the next generation uh, to get into agriculture and be excited about farming. And, and if you look at the U.S. today, uh, the average age of the American farmer is in, in the mid-60s, and, and we have to do a lot of work to engage our youth and, and get them excited about uh, the next generation of agriculture. So by putting these uh, in the schools, making them accessible, you're helping students to get a taste of what it might really be like to work with your company to, to go into farming? Well, and, and it's really not just our company. It's, it's, it's just that next wave of, of, of being able to use technology and, and operate farms. So, you know, we've tried to say the last big technological revolution in American farming is when the tractor was introduced. Uh, and now it's, you know, you're using data to, to analyze how to grow a leafy green or tomato, op- operating AI and, and lighting uh, and, and you can do it on an iPhone or an iPad. And, you know, for us, we just want to give the technology to the young people, let them run with it. Uh, and some, some of the, the students will eventually come work with our company. Uh, and some of them will maybe go off, start their own company or, or go work at other companies. But, you know, we, we just believe, you know, companies can do a lot more than, than just sell a good or a product. And, and we believe it, it is critically important for us to be deeply ingrained in the communities where we operate. Uh, we are a publicly listed company, and we're one of four companies that's both a public benefit corporation and a B Corp. Uh, so again, you know, education is something that's very important for us, and we're very fortunate that our governor and, and community leaders here have, have engaged with us to, to allow us to get into the school systems. I came across a, a number that seemed incredible to me, that one container farm is roughly equivalent to three or four acres of routine farmland. How is that possible? Yeah, so you, you look at eastern Kentucky, really known as coal country. A lot, a lot of the coal mines have shut down the last decade. And for, for these young kids to, to be able to, to use technology and grow three to five acres, really, of leafy greens year-round inside of a shipping container, you're doing it by, by optimizing for the plant. So they're growing vertically in the shipping container, but when you walk in, there's up to 3,000 heads of lettuce growing at one time inside of this container. They take it into their lunchroom. Uh, we give it away to where they can take it home at night to their families. But, but again, the, the, the young people are not only learning a skill on how to use technology and grow, grow food, uh, but then they're able to take that food in an area where, unfortunately, so many people are, are, are in food deserts and food insecure. So it's really a win-win-win. Uh, and, and we hope that, you know, in 10, 5, 10 years from now, 
There can be technology at every high school across the country uh, where young people are learning how to grow, and then they're able to take that food home with them in the evening. So the APP in App Harvest, is that a blend of Appalachia and App as in tech? It is. We are a tech company, but more importantly, we're based in central Appalachia. And and again, to be true to our roots and, and true to what we're doing here, uh, we, we couldn't be more excited about engaging with our youth and, and the ideas that they're coming up with uh, and giving us ideas. So we put the technology in the in the classroom. Uh, we I think we were with our governor about a week ago this time at another high school uh, announcing another program where we had launched the technology. But you know, the exciting thing now and in the years to come is is the young students coming up with the ideas and pushing those ideas back to us. Uh, so, so we're really happy uh, to be here in Central Appalachia, and, and that's, that's a key part of our name at App Harvest. So as I was doing some research on this, uh, I saw a market report that said that your first farm in Moorhead, Kentucky, was something like 50 football fields under glass. Can, can you describe that for us? So our first facility uh, in Moorhead, Kentucky, um, and we have several more under construction right now in Central Appalachia, but our first facility we built in the middle of COVID. Uh, it was nearly 600 semi-trucks of materials delivered to the farm, and it's 60 acres under glass, 2.8 million square feet, uh, and about 50 football fields inside. And, and, and think of tomatoes growing vertically. We're using AI and robotics operating the the facility again with iPads and iPhones. It's a very data-driven operation. Uh, And ultimately, uh, we're able to use 90% less water than open field agriculture. We get about 30 times yield per acre, and we don't use any of the harsh chemical pesticides. And that's where, again, working with our youth here, uh, we want to bring production back to the U.S. And we've lost so much of our food production uh, down to south of our border uh, into Mexico. and, And we really want to bring that that fruit and vegetable production back to the U.S. and specifically here uh, to Central Appalachia. So with your system, really, the weather outside uh, doesn't matter. I mean, you can grow lettuce, tomatoes, whatever year-round, right? That's right. So, again, a climate-controlled facility, no matter what what climate disruption throws at us, we can grow year-round and use far less resources uh, and do it on a predictable basis because we're in an enclosed uh, environment. Uh, and then here in, in Central Appalachia, we do have a lot of rainwater, uh, so we're able to run our systems completely on recycled rainwater. If I was going, if I would walk into one of these facilities, would it would it feel warm? Would it feel humid? I guess I'm thinking hothouse in my mind, but it doesn't sound like that. Yeah, we we give it's it's a warm environment. Can be high 70s, uh, low 80s year round. So on a July, uh, you know January day. Uh, in, in Central Appalachia, there's, there was an ice storm in February, actually. We had the record ice storm here that everybody across the country was facing. Uh, and outside of the facility was icy and snowy, and inside of the facility it, it felt like a, a warm spring day. Uh, and that's, that's, again, it's just the evolution of how to grow indoors. I try to say, you know, think of a sports car in 1940, uh, and then think of a, a 2021 Tesla. You know, there's not a whole lot of similarities in those cars other than a four wheels and, and a steering wheel. Uh, and similarly, you know, what we're doing inside of this facility, uh, just a lot of technology to, to better grow a fruit and vegetable uh, year round. So I'm sure that you have clients within the grocery industry. Do you have agreements with various store chains and so forth? 
Yeah, we're we're uh, we're at Kroger, Costco, Publix. We we just recently got into Wendy's, uh, and you'll see us at Walmart some uh, throughout throughout the Midwest, uh, East Coast, and, and Southeast. Would the brand be noticeable, like on the boxes and so forth, or do you have various agreements to maybe use under their brand? Yeah, so right now it was just grow the product and get in stores. Uh, but Martha Stewart recently joined our board. Um, we've been working with Martha on kind of just optimizing our story and our name. But if you look really hard on the sticker, uh, you can find the App Harvest name. Uh, and then into next year in 2022, we're, we're going to go to to push that name a little bit more broadly. By the, by the end of next year, uh, we'll have, have about five facilities and we'll be selling uh, leafy greens, strawberries, and tomatoes. So uh, we'll, we'll be all across the produce aisle uh, going into the middle to, to back, back half of next year. And I understand that another thing that App Harvest does, you come alongside some of the local food banks to help them out. Yeah, and again, it, it's just a passion for a lot of us here that um, we're, we're keenly aware that you know so many people in this country, it, it's difficult to get your hands on fresh, good food. Uh, and, and I'm very proud that our first shipment of, of vegetables earlier this year was in January. Uh, and the first truck that, that we ran out of the facility, we went directly to a food bank. Uh, so instead of us delivering it to the grocer first, we went to a food bank. Uh, and we've been a strong partner with, with food banks here in central Appalachia. During the middle of COVID, we, we've, we've been delivering tens of thousands of pounds of, of fresh tomatoes uh, throughout the region. And recently, uh, you mentioned the ice storm, and uh, recently, eastern Kentucky, some sections had just incredible flooding. And I understand that you made a significant personal contribution in the form of a half million dollars to help. Well, I, I come from a very humble background. Uh, I, I'm the first to get a college degree. My parents are both high school educated, and I know a lot of people in this region, if you give them a shot, they're going to win. And we at App Harvest, we've gotten our shot, and I think here, here's our obligation to, to figure out how to, how to make sure the next generation has that shot. So our, our company went public uh, and was listed on the NASDAQ in February. Uh, unfortunately, around that same time, uh, there was historic flooding in the region, and we were fortunate enough to be a part of a fund relief effort. Uh, we raised nearly $1.3 million. Uh, country music artist Chris Stapleton was featured in the one-hour telethon, uh, and we were able to, to contribute funds to 30 nonprofits, uh, 100 small businesses, and, and 200 farmers uh, who had all heavily been impa impacted in the region uh, by the flooding. So. Uh, here at App Harvest, again, we're, we're just trying to pay it forward uh, in the best way we can. You're touching on this right now. Uh, I, I was going to ask you from, from your own perspective, what is in your heart as you look at Kentucky and what the needs are and the hope for the future? Well, um, if you look at coal country, it's, it's really eastern Kentucky and West Virginia. And low-cost coal powered this country through the Industrial Revolution, and low-cost electricity uh, is what allowed us uh, to build this incredible economy. And over the last 10 years, a lot of those coal mines have been shut down. And, and it's not just coal that powered the country. It's the men and women in this region. Uh, and, and I believe we as a country owe it to the region of Central Appalachia to figure out what are those next great industries and next great companies we're going to build. So uh, hopefully we're just one company company here. Uh, but hopefully in the years to come, 
we'll see many more companies open up and create more new pathways uh, and new opportunities uh, for the next generation here in this region. All right. Jonathan Webb, we sure appreciate you sharing your heart with us. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you for having me, Richard. Mm-hmm.